The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yeah, happy Saturday, sir. Yeah, same to you. Back at you. Yeah. Hope everybody's busy out there enjoying the Northwest, even though it may not be perfect weather outside it's been a know. wild mixed a little bit bag. of everything that's yeah right. a little bit of sun a little bit of cold a little bit of rain a little bit of warm that's right it's just you know bipolar weather i just got back from <laughs> a very short trip up to whistler and uh which is my happy place yes it's was it better than your trip down to rainier i would say so crystal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i got stuck in traffic down to chris on the way down to crystal got caught in that whole big Lift ticket debacle, which uh, if yeah, anybody I doesn't know, more later that that was because you, you didn't really talk about that the buyout that that was a pass yeah. in multiple states. Yeah, there's the the uh, Icon Pass now for Crystal. They sell it in multiple states, multiple resorts. Yeah, that's and... that explains the twenty six thousand units versus six thousand. <laughs> right, right, because locally now Crystal doesn't really have control over the number of passes sold, and and combine that with a short season. And yep. everybody wants to get up there, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But now you, of course, if you don't know this and or if you're on the road, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot buy your lift ticket at Crystal. You have to buy it in advance unless yeah. you have an Icon Pass or Season Pass. Um, now, I'm so glad you brought that up on the show because I mm. did not know that. And I would have been one of those people. Yeah. 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 It's uh, well, it just changed. So, you know, just make sure you keep keep an eye on that. But, oh, you know, we, we have just a few hours north of us, one of the best resort ski areas mm-hmm. in, in the in the in the North America. It's really something. Oh yeah, gorgeous. And uh, and it did not disappoint. You know, again, up there, you know, beautiful powder, bird's eye blue skies. You know, when we were up there, just beautiful. So yeah, gotta gotta love that. Yeah. So <sighs> now yes. all nice and nice well, and rest up. And yes, uh, you and I uh, had a. Fine meal with oh, about forty eight other, other people. Fun things that have been going on. Oh my gosh, that was stunning. That event really, really was. Yes. So uh, let's tell people what we're talking about because, <laughs> like, yes, our tummies were so happy. That's right. That's right. If you've been a listener to the show, then you might know that we had um, Chef Parker from Renton Technical College's culinary program on a few weeks ago along with Carrie Shaw, the executive director. So annually, we do a celebrity chef event, and we had Angie Marr, who owns the Beatrice Inn, on uh, as our celebrity chef for this year, and that was on January 28th. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, she did not disappoint. Really something. Oh. And, and Angie Marr uh, is known for... Meat. meat, meat, and nothing but meat, meat. and and, and cheese. You know, and Don't cheese. forget the cheese. A lot of that. There was a whole lot. Of, I just loved her whole line about. She's like, and this is why we do the Lipitor. Right, exactly. And I'm, I was thinking there should have been a sign so at the hard. front door coming in. Please leave your vegetables here because there was not yes. a vegetable in sight. Besides a that. potato, right. which is technically not really but, a vegetable. Um, oh but my yeah, gosh, though, it was. So I, I, it was uh, but but her. 
she's just unapologetic about it. You know, I think our opening oh, uh, opening course was a, a, a duck liver pate with no, it was no, chicken, no, 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 chicken liver, liver chicken pate. liver pate with a duck uh, topping, right? Duck fat, duck fat duck topping. Fat. Oh yeah, and that was super delicious. And then she did it, you know, because everyone always she says she doesn't like cornicones, right? So she did it with the blackberry, right? Yeah, with yeah. that little and the mustard. That was such a delicious pairing. I don't even oh. like pate, and I love that. It was really good. Yeah, yeah I, I it mean, was it, yeah. phenomenal. It and, was so good. And then followed up with an oxtail with escargot, bourgeon, yeah. bourguignon, or bourguignon. Yeah, and then yeah. so it was um, with served with escargot, which again never would have thought of the pairing no. of those two items, but so delicious. Well, that you can see she's kind of pulling in some of those Asian mm-hmm. roots though, because yeah. oxtail. Uh, oh is, right, yeah, you know, I think totally. A, I think a pho. And, oh, uh, right, when I yeah. think of oxtail, well, I think but, of southern uh, cooking though too. When I think mm-hmm. of oxtail, so oh, it just kind of yeah. depends. But you know, the yeah. fact that her restaurant does the family style and everything else, because that again, it's kind of like Midwest and Asian are very kinda similar in how they together. do that. Right, yeah, right. and she just has married some amazing things. And then that the main dish <laughs> with the the pork, and then what I loved was the tartlet or whatever she called that. And it was the layers of the potato and creme fraiche. And she took that triple cream cheese, cut it in half and listeners, no joke. We're going to be posting some photos from this event. And she's like, think of like a big wedge of brie cheese cut in half and then smashed on top and then stuck in an oven to bake into gooey deliciousness. And it it was was something else. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, it was so good. That tartlet was amazing. And then um, and then she had that dessert that was also, wasn't that like a flourless type of dessert? I can't remember. Very was, little. Yeah. Very little flower and a but brambleberry a, type of a Yeah, it was a dense cake. cake. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Sorry, listeners. We're like having, we're going back into spasms of ecstasy in here. <laughs> think, I'm salivating, actually, so I got to stay away from the microphone. <laughs> oh, it's been a week. I'm still thinking about that I know, meal. I mean, so it's good. that good. Yeah. It was really good. But, you know, next year, though, put that mm-hmm. on your calendar. Yes. And, and, and actually, it will still be within this calendar year because oh, sure, we yeah, actually absolutely. had to move the date. We normally do this in November. Mm-hmm. And we had to move the date to get on Angie's calendar for oh, her it. for got her it. schedule. So um, that was on purpose, uh, but it should be in November of 2020 that we'll do that event again. And so if you ever want to learn a little bit more about it, you can go to foundation.rtc.edu. So this was a fundraiser, and there mm-hmm. were two events. There was a, 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 a essentially a book signing before that where people got to meet Angie and sign her, her new mm-hmm. cookbook. And uh, and then then there was a I know, smaller group that, that went in for a dinner at the RTC, which is their culinary school. Mm-hmm. So you got kind of a risers a there, kitchen, a demonstration yeah. kitchen, you know, where you can watch and mm-hmm. chat back and forth, you know, talking about ideas and, and concepts and how you cook and how you do things. In the house. Oh, fantastic! Oh my yeah, gosh. we had the chef's table. It was oh, phenomenal. Definitely worth it because all the funds raised go towards uh, scholarships, yeah. yes. you know, for the culinary school. Yeah, and they get forty-five students per session and mm-hmm. it's about a year and a half long program and it's it's absolutely fantastic and i love that they did the meet and greet this year that was a new addition to that program mm-hmm. and it just gave more people the opportunity to really get a hands-on you know experience of some of the things uh and meet the chef and have a chance to get the book and it was i thought it was a really great program oh, uh carrie and her team really Teresa, they you know and the board and everyone who volunteered and the students who volunteered and gave of their time like they actually volunteer their time they're not paid to do this they're doing it for the benefit of the program and it just it's a phenomenal event oh, absolutely really, phenomenal really 
really, really fun. Yeah. So outside of that, <laughs> you know, and well, and of course we recently had the boat show and there was a bunch of other cool stuff going on, but, right. um, but, but th- speaking of school, yes. Oh yes. Class. We do we school. like class? Yes, we have class. We have class on occasion. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. <laughs> and right now on February 29th, you and I will have some class. That's right. We hope so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we hope so. Yeah, but go ahead. Well, this this is a class that uh, you know both Reeve and I volunteer for. This mm-hmm. is sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, and uh, the, this is the official first time homebuyer class. Yes, it's uh, very official. Almost five hours. It's a long class, mm-hmm. worth every minute of it. Yes, because we save you lots of money. Yes, it, it is totally free. You actually earn at the end of the class because we save you money. That's right. There you go. You're paying You're yourself making money back. off of this investment. That's yes, right. It's an investment so of your time and this, your brain. That's right. This class is a requirement if you uh, plan to take advantage of, of many of the first-time homebuyer programs out there, including Zero Down, mm-hmm. including a discounted cost for private mortgage insurance, which is required when you make less than a 20% down payment. So it's a good thing to have under your belt. Once you take the class, you mm-hmm. get a certificate. It's good for two years, so you won't have to retake it some point down the, down the line. Uh, but we teach you about the home buying process, what you really need to know to be an educated buyer in the market, how to make mm-hmm. that offer, uh, what the differences are in types of pre-approval. You know, we so try and teach important. you, yeah, is your, your lender telling you really what you need to know and giving mm-hmm. you all that information? Well, you know, and to give an example of why that is so key, we had uh, a discussion in my team recently. We had you know, so we're Zillow Premier agents, and we had somebody reach out to us who was interested in putting an offer on a property. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we went to start helping that person, and I realized as I was working with my team member that they really hadn't fleshed out whether or not this person had uh, been fully vetted by a lender. And so, come to find out, the person had done it a year ago. They had mm-hmm. a year old letter. They had had an increase in income, and they were kind of estimating what they thought they were going to be able to <sighs> afford now. And so there was a lot oh, of, and, and the thing was, you're triggering me right now. I know I'm watching yeah. your face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, you know, the situation was we were going to be in a competitive offer situation, and I had to tell this newer team member, but like, we're not in a position to advocate and represent this person properly. And I also, I really, really want our listeners to hear this point. If you are not well vetted out and you write an offer, if you can't perform to that offer, that's not just that you say, I get a, you know, get my earnest money back because I use my financing contingency to get out of it. It's actually fraudulent and your agent legally should not be writing an offer for you if you cannot perform to the contract. Do you know how many times I've seen that? I know it's un- and it's and it's terrible because yeah. there's a lot of people who don't understand all of this and that's why you and I do the class mm-hmm. but it's so so key that you know when you're really talking about true advocacy and representation in this industry that you know that's part of what should be an excellence inside of somebody's uh you know, work environment. Oh, without question. Right? Yeah, without so, question. you know, that's why we have our care philosophy. It's about mm-hmm. conduct, advocacy, representation, and excellence. Mm-hmm. And part of that excellence is that we know our role so well that we can advocate properly. We are representing you properly. And we got into a big discussion about all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because we did that the Friday right before we took 
the audit of your new class oh, right. for yeah. real estate agents. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to then have that team member listening to everything you had to say oh, <laughs> in that no. three-hour class. Because oh, no. I was like, and this is what we were all just talking about right. on Friday. Yes, yes. Are you understanding me now? <laughs> <laughs> we have a case study <laughs> yes, right we in do. the room, sitting yes, there in do. a chair, watching all that. Yes. Well, we have a few more things to study as we come back. More Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Market info coming up. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House at Team Reba. i from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. All right. Welcome back. Happy Saturday, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thanks for spending your valuable time with Could us. Could be happy Sunday, too. You know, we broadcast on Saturdays from That's 2 to true. 3, but also sometimes Sundays at 3 to 4. Yes. And someone could be listening to this. While it's on podcast. podcast. That's right. Yes, because we can be found on podcast. So at any time of the day or night, you can hear our smooth voices of real estate and mortgage That's coming right. your way. If you get that hankering <laughs> to just know what's going on in real estate. You just can't stop yourself talking about real estate. That's right. Yes, That's here right. we are. Have a party. You can all get around, gather around the radio. You oh, know, just... my goodness. Oh, good Lord. Show your age, will you? <laughs> did I say that? Oh, I did. Yikes. Yes, you did. That's scary. Oh, well, better gosh. than karaoke, at least in my house. So I don't know. Karaoke at your mm, house is fun. Oh, it's fun, all right. It's totally yeah, it's, fun. It's fun, all right. Yes, yep. that's right. I still need to post that video of you. No, that's okay. Oh, okay, you I'll can, keep it private. You can just uh, all right, all right, all right. Keep that one in the can. Okay, that's well, totally fine. What we don't want to keep private yeah. is. What's going on? What's going on? Out there in the financial markets. Yes, and then I'll talk about what's going on in the real estate market. Right. Well, uh, I'm calling it. I don't know what everyone else is calling it, but I'm mm-hmm. calling it the Corona Rally. Okay. And, and uh, not because we've been out drinking around not, the fire and the radio. I'm not referring to the frosty <laughs> beverage. I'm referring to the virus outbreak. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, had this in the past. We had it in 2003 with SARS. We mm-hmm. had an Ebola rally even before that. God, and that sounds terrible, it does, doesn't it? It does because with mortgages and with rates, bad news is good. Right. So when there's bad news out there, it tends to push interest rates lower, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening right now. So why? Well, two reasons. Number one, uh, you, you can see it with the stock market. Now, it's been gyrating a little bit lately, and, and this thing will, will smooth out over mm-hmm. time. Uh, but when there's a fear that something big, a breakout happens like this, uh, the fear is it will significantly slow world economies. So that causes stocks to fall. Money flows into the bond market. Bond market drives mortgage rates. Yep. Supply and demand, you have more money available. It pushes rates lower. Along with that, we also get what's called flight to safety investing. Bad things mm-hmm. happen. People buy our bonds because it's still the safest place in the world to invest your money. Right. That's happening, yes. And and so uh, we we the the thing we don't know is how long, you know, something like this will will last because in the past they've been a little bit fleeting. Like even when SARS mm-hmm. came out, it it did cause rates to fall, uh, but the overall impact on the account, economy wasn't quite as as drastic as some people had, you know, suspected it might be. Uh, we just don't know about this one. Although uh, just uh, in the last few days, they're starting to see some more press showing up about possible Fed rate cut as a result of this this virus outbreak. Really? Yeah, which okay. which uh, 
just between you and me and the fence post, I don't like Fed cuts. Yeah. A Fed cut, if you think, oh, great, the Fed's cutting rates, most people out there think that will cause mortgage rates to fall. That's wrong. It's, it's just the opposite. the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, because a, a, a rate cut is a stimulus to the right. economy. It's like, like pouring gas on a fire. And that will actually cause inflation to heat up. And in the long run, economic activity, hopefully, to heat up. That causes rates to rise. Good news is bad. Right. Bad news is good. So that that's exactly what we can what we can expect. You're just such a contrarian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are they? Uh, but but you know, you just never know. Economics is there's a reason they call it the dismal science. You know because it's do psych- they it's actually psychology. call it that? They do. <laughs> they do. Because it's equal measures. It's equal measures. I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It's, 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 it's dismally fabulous. It is the dismal <laughs> science. And, and even within amongst economists, you know, you can line them all up in the world. And they'll never reach a conclusion. Right. Everybody disagrees with everybody else. So, you know, take, take, take my, uh, you know, information for the amount that you're paying for it, you know, yeah. and go with that. But the, the thing is that uh, it's, it's, it's half science. It's half psychology. It's it's really trying to predict. That's kind of what my job is all yeah, about too. Well, <laughs> it's it's trying to predict how a human being will react to these stimulus. Yeah. And multiple stimulus hitting you from all different angles. Right. You know. So, you know, and, and a lot of the times we see one thing happen. Somebody, a, a government, will pass a law. For instance, it's well intentioned. Mm-hmm. It's well, uh, well meaning. Uh, we can use Seattle as a perfect example. Uh, well, let's do. Let's let's okay. let's talk about that. All good Please intentions. Do. Let's put rent control down because because the price of rent is too high in the city of seattle okay so we're going to do rent control therefore we control the rent so then people don't have to pay too high amount of rent right Mm -hmm. wrong yeah that's not what happens is what happens then landlords who are stuck with this either a they say forget it i'm out of here i'm selling yeah and we're seeing that right now in droves oh i'm as we're sitting here i'm looking at how many multifamily properties are just being sold left and right right and it's all the affordable housing that's the thing that's so frustrating it's so frustrating because guess what when those homes resell number one they may not know may no longer be rentals and number two they're not going to be nearly as affordable as they were. No. And and so what? No, have, they have, have to we, raise the rents to get them to cash flow. So have we solved the problem with rent control. No, we we made the problem worse. Yeah. And those homes that are held uh, now have much thinner profit margins, and uh, which which mm-hmm. means that um, uh, there's going to be less maintenance on those homes. There's going to yeah. be less upkeep. There's going to be. Uh, a minimum amount of of funds you know invested in those homes you know because the rents cap yeah so so these these good intentions can have really negative impacts that weren't yeah the maybe initially anticipated not, yeah right yeah, they're and, not great and so that's the part that's dismal you know it's it's fascinating to watch because nobody can mm-hmm. fully predict you you change you know you know one variable and 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 what's that going to do down the line there might be an immediate impact that's that's beneficial but the long-term impact is is just the opposite yeah so Right now, as it stands, mm-hmm. yes. mortgage rates are at a 52-week low point. We are beyond low right now, uh, thanks to this corona rally. Okay. Uh, so the national average right now for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage uh, is 3.49%. You know, we're under 3.5%. That's so nice. 15-year fixed rates are down about 3.14%. 
uh, VA and FHA loans around 3.2 percent. Nice. And uh, even that's I mean these really are as low as they were. Yeah. Or um pretty much as the lowest we had as we came out of the housing crisis. Yeah, they were we're within probably three eighths of a percent yeah, of the all time. So tight. The all time lows. And just a reminder, I know you said that uh, on one of our past shows. You have to have like 200 some days to be able to do a refi. So if you were well, one of those v, people. Only VA. Only VA. Okay, only but VA. for our VA listeners, mm-hmm. if you bought. More than 210 a, days ago. Yeah, you might want to go take yeah. a look. Yeah. Because those rates, if you go back to our shows from that time period. That's right. They were higher. In fact, we have a mutual client right yeah. now who's uh, taking advantage of a VA loan. Yes. Uh, you know, right now a VA refinance. And, uh, you know, VA uh, have some of the lowest rates out there. There's no mortgage mm-hmm. insurance or PMI charges on a VA loan, even if you put zero down, uh, which makes them so affordable. And, uh, you know, the other thing I always ask, which, you know, some of our veterans are like, why, why are you asking me that? But what I ask is, do you have any service-related disabilities mm-hmm. if you're a veteran? The reason is, even if it's as low as 1% a disability, VA waives their funding fee, which can be up upwards of you know two point six percent, sometimes more than that. Yeah. So so with VA, if you're Nothing in Kings, Homish, Pierce County, you can buy a home with zero down up to seven hundred and sixty five thousand six hundred dollars. Zero down, no That's PMI. That's a pretty nice house in many markets. Yeah, three point two percent. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, Heck it's yeah. it's it's just a really good thing. It's they're 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 great. And, um, you know, we, we love we, we love working with our veterans, too, just because, uh, it's, because it's a veterans. great program and we can help. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you, we talk about this all the time. You and I both have family that have all served and right. or are serving. Mm-hmm. So That's right. definitely big fans, and we want to make sure that they get the benefits. Absolutely. Because they certainly absolutely. give up a lot. Absolutely. So uh, rates yes. are, are phenomenal right now. How long they'll last, <clears throat> we, we just don't know. All right. Can uh, Okay. But can I go say, back to the yeah. my side of this? Sure. Okay. So we had started talking about the, you know, team member I had who didn't have someone fully vetted out on their financing, mm-hmm. right? So first of all, when you do go look into the financing, you also start getting a chance to see kind of what what range of interest rates that you can qualify in, mm-hmm. and and this is the thing that you and I recommend a lot to people is check a range. Don't just go look at some teaser rate that you saw on a you know TV ad or something like that or something that went across the internet. No. Because the thing is, is you need to know rates change daily, right? Well, it's so that you right. need to kind of have like the the range of well, where do you still qualify for the kind of house that you want to get, right? Well, it's not just even that. <clears throat> it, your credit score, the amount of your down payment, right. the type of property, yes, all of these things are going to impact your rate. Right. right. Well, I get that. Yes, but that's you know you get the chance to get all that done up front rather mm-hmm. than get a surprise at the end. But the other thing is, is when you do go out and look for those houses, mm. we still you know for my side of this, we are still in a bit of a seller's market because mm-hmm. we continue to have very little inventory. As I'm looking daily on the Northwest Multiple Listing Service for residential properties, there are plenty of um, alerts and market watch data that are out there showing us that the pending stale sales are still far outpacing new listings, right? And some of that inventory has been sitting out there a while because maybe somebody, you know, we have some back on market and price, you know, reduced stuff that's out there, but we're still seeing almost, you know, for every two new listings, there's three buyers, 
Mm-hmm. So we're still seeing 20 to 30% of the houses going very, very quickly and with multiple offers on them. Those are the, the, the gems, right? Yeah, the those are the best ones. ones. These ones that are like back on market, a lot of times it's because something was wrong with them. They finally took it off market, maybe fixed what the problem was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, price reduced. You know, yeah, they, they overshot. It's not reminder people, we're not in a depreciating market. Right. It just means some seller had too big of, you know, britches of what they thought about what their house was worth, you know, or they looked on or some their head online. Got, head got filled. Yeah, right. The well, they, they did some automated value thing or they saw their neighbor's house, but their house isn't as updated or as nice. And, yeah. you know, and they're still trying to get the same price point or, you know, like in some cases we have estate sales where family members are just trying to fill their pockets versus, you know, really looking at the true value of the property, yeah, yeah. you know, especially if they're from out of area marketplaces and stuff, right. they're just seeing it as a dollar sign of like, here's my inheritance. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. And you mentioned this about the dismal sciences. Well, half of what my job is, is the psychology. Right. Of right? course. Yeah. And that's, that's where I wanted to also talk about when you're working with a listing agent, how important it is to have a very very real conversation right up front about how the marketing of your property will be done. Not just pricing, but what it will be marketed as. And we'll talk about that when we come back on Open House with Team Reba right after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Hello, Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Home Mortgage. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know what? We never talk about. Uh, let's get let's get our contact info out there. If people want to oh, reach us. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, because we also that? forgot to say for the classes. Right. So for me, one of the best ways to get a hold of me and my team is info at teamreba.com. And you can also sign up for classes there or go to the website teamrebaclasses.com. And for me, it's Eric at Eric is my bank. Banker.com. That's E-R-I-C. Super easy. Mm-hmm. You can always call me anytime too. 206-915-ERIC. 206-915-3742. Yes, Eric with and a C. we were talking about the classes, but we didn't say mm-hmm. the when and oh, yeah. the what time. So the, the official Washington State Housing Finance Commission, first time home buyer class. Next one will be held on Saturday, February 29th, 9.30 in the morning until we let you go. It's going to be probably about one, <laughs> about one thirty or so. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's right. Give or take yes. just a little bit. And that's going to be held at the Renton Chamber of Commerce at six two five South Fourth Street in Renton. Mm-hmm. It's right in the downtown area. That's right. And, and if we do get an opportunity to bring in some food, we will. We will be. Uh, oh, there'll be food. Well, I know we will. But you and I need to talk about where because mm-hmm. we've had, you know, Smoky Monkey Pizza before. We've right. had the Red House provide appies right. and tasty morsels. So, you know, we'll have to talk about what kind of food we'll have, but we always have a lovely local business uh, owner uh, provide the snacks. That's right. We keep it local, but we also yeah. keep it good. Yes, yeah, we do. That's right. Yes, we so do. So to reserve your spot, best best way to do it? Info at TeamReba.com, or if you want to get more info about it, go to TeamRebaClasses.com. That's right. Cool. There you go. Got that. Check, yeah. Check that. Well, off. and when check somebody si- yeah, when somebody signs up, we do send you a confirmation. When you sign up, we mm-hmm. need to have your name, 
phone number, a mobile phone number mm -hmm. and an email, of course, and how many people are coming in your party and the information for each of them because right. we have to have enough materials for each of the individuals who are there. Because sometimes yeah. people come with other family members or a spouse or friends right. or what have you. Super easy to get there, though. The Renton Chamber mm -hmm. of Commerce is kind of a cool place. Yeah. It's the old train station. Yes, the old dinner train. Downtown Renton. Yeah, the old dinner train used mm -hmm. to run. Gosh, I took that ages ago. That was fun. And, so did uh, I, literally half my life ago. <laughs> Although it didn't work out so well for me. I got in a fight with my date. Uh -oh. <laughs> I didn't the, have very good memories. <laughs> throw him out on the tracks. Oh, no, yeah. he's still around, but, yeah. you know, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. He's a dad. He's good. He's <laughs> good. good. No, he's a nice guy. He just, just, we just didn't have a good evening. There that's okay. Well, that things happens. like that happen. That happens sometimes. It happens. Yeah. But speaking of things that happen and how you want to avoid getting into fights mm. with your listing agent. Yeah. Um, so I had, you know, you and I love telling stories and we think that by giving these examples of the situations that we come across, I think it just really helps people get true connection to what really happens in our industry, mm -hmm. right? Because those television shows and everything else that's out there <laughs> just kind of make me want to throw up in my mouth a little mm -hmm. bit um, because they're really not based on reality and they're highly scripted. That's right. Highly, highly, highly scripted and withholding a lot of information, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of, uh, yeah, that's not really how those numbers work. But one of the things that I think is truly, truly important is communication, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you and I are talking with people in our classes or any of our individual client meetings, we talk a lot about the communication process and also what is really necessary in the professionals that you're choosing, of course, right? Yeah. So I have said numerous times how surprised I am regularly by the lack of professionalism by colleagues of mine in the industry, but also then surprised that the owners of these properties aren't auditing who they hire, mm -hmm. right? And it's... It's a little shocking because it's not just that, yeah, we've still got, you know, cell phone Cindy over here taking her photos of a house with, you know, a lack of professionalism <laughs> and quality, but even just the how that you market. And what I'm going to give our listeners as an example is I, I went to a very high-end listing recently, and I was asked to come in because the current agent's really haven't been promoting this property in the way that it ought to be. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that it's it's a property that really needs to have a targeted focus towards commercial versus how they're trying to sell it right now. Mm -hmm. And even if you look at the zoning of the property and past usage of the property, things like that, yeah. it just screams that this should be sent out as a commercial property. Can, can you describe this property without letting no. too much if, if too I much out? If I start to describe it, it's such a unique place. I will I will be giving out information I shouldn't give out. Gotcha. Okay. okay. But suffice it to say, I met with the principals of the family, and I was only given a week to prepare a presentation for this. Mm -hmm. And I had sat down with some of my staff in an outsourced marketing company, and just in the bit that I knew about this place, because I'd been there a couple of times, because yeah. I, I know someone who works there, I looked at it and went, well, here's the, and I, no joke, we had probably 36 different areas where I would go and target specific plans on how we would market this property. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it being commercial sites. Um, I happen to be one of those rare 
a real estate agents that has a bit of commercial practice as well as residential practice. So I also have the memberships into those sites. Mm -hmm. So most people who are a Northwest multiple member are not a commercial broker association member, nor do they access LoopNet or CoStar or some of the other sites that are out there. Or do they even know what you're talking about? Right. right Yeah. They usually kind of look at me like, Oh, what, what is that? And you know, so I went through this multi-point plan of these are the people we would target. Mm-hmm. These are the industries we would also target who have the kinds of customers who would be possibly interested in a site like this. Sure. And we had a whole slew of here's what the marketing plan would be. And I didn't even have it fully fleshed out. And as I'm sitting with the principals, they looked at me and went, because part of my plan was like, you know, we do weekly updates mm-hmm. to our sure, customers. Course, yeah. We let them know any and all feedback that we get, whether it's residential or commercial, like any any communications I receive, any feedback we have about the property condition, pricing, any mm-hmm. questions, sure. anything. Yeah. And when I said to them that we would be giving them weekly updates, they're like, geez, just monthly would be nice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And this is oh. a multi-million dollar property. Yikes. And I thought, yeah. and they said, well... What we got from our listing agent at Christmas time was a box of truffles and a stack of magazines showing our property in it. Well, that's good. Yeah. And nice. I'm like, what? Because they wanted you to hand out the magazines? What was so, that? Uh, it was ridiculous. You, you, you're reminding me of that the magazines you used to get at the teriyaki place while you're waiting for your, your double chicken <laughs> oh, to come God, out there. You just made me almost spit my the water homes, out. The homes and land. <laughs> There's well, those things do still exist, but most of those properties have been sold months before. Right. It's, it's or they're things that are languishing on the market because it's the only marketing that's out there. I, if you pick one up, there will be there will be a picture of somebody holding their cell phone up to their oh. ear. Oh, and I it's know, gonna be right? a flip phone. Yeah. You know, it's 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 uh yeah. Yeah, we used to have some mock photos of us and my team yeah. where we would like hold two phones up to our head well <laughs> like we're so busy <laughs> there's there's a guy in an office that i know that you know and and because oh, we would just yeah. want to go bathe after mentioning uh-huh. a person's name but yeah. uh but you know holding a for sale sign or a sold sign yeah. you know knee deep in water and uh-huh. you know things like that uh, so oh my gosh yeah okay so so their marketing plan was to put it in some nice shiny magazine magazines mm-hmm. they're good. they're with some high-end brokerages mm-hmm. or what are considered high-end but they're um it's just a name yeah you know in fact yeah. actually before i came on air today i have a referral for someone down in beaverton oregon right now yeah and uh i call this longtime contact of mine by the way listeners if you are ever looking to go to other areas outside of the seattle marketplace that we don't serve I can help you find really great agents in different marketplaces. Mm -hmm. And so I had one of my past clients contact me and he's looking at maybe buying a place in Beaverton. And I said, Oh, I've got numerous contacts down there. Let me, you know, reach out to some of them and and see who's a good fit. And sure enough, I called this, you know, gal Maureen who I've known for years now. And sure enough, it's also really um, kind of serendipity that her daughter is doing similar to what this client is doing right now in terms of type of work and properties that they're looking for. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like 100% just on what he's going to need and what he's going to be looking for and and the things Mm that will make him tick on that. And so I'm going to be connecting them uh, from that standpoint. But it's like the, the key part of being able to do that, though, is listening to your customer and what they're trying to accomplish, right. right? And when you understand who your customer is and what they're trying to do, and then you talk about that property, because a lot of times someone's selling a property is 
the perfect avatar of the next purchaser of that mm -hmm. property for sure right and and maybe there's a couple of others and mm -hmm. so i you know like in that one listing conversation i had all these other you know things that i told them that we would do and i said and here's how and why we would do that and here's why 3d and the videos and the other things that we would do would be important as well as here's our social media plan and how we can actually help expand the reach of you know this visibility of this property because mm -hmm. we can go after people in Instagram and, and Twitter who go after certain hashtags or follow certain hashtags and then ask them to then submit that property out. Well, you but, know, I mean, there's so many strategies and there's so many lame agents that don't know how to do any opening of that. Opening up those, the, that exposure. And there was, there's been art, quite a few articles recently talking about how Seattle has really truly become, I mm -hmm. mean, the, our region has truly become an international destination. It is. So it's no longer, you know, <clears throat> just, uh, you know, San Francisco or New York 100%. or L.A. or whatever. Yeah, we but are they're, they're focused in on the premiere. In fact, that was even some of the statistics that we shared with that principal in our presentation was just what is going on and the national and international eye that is on Seattle right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. because you know the, the demographics, the growth, everything that's happening here. Uh, a lot of people, even on kind of the high end, one of the reasons many of them are moving here as much as people want to complain about a bunch of our taxes, not having an income tax is very, mm -hmm. very appealing. Cause I read this luxury report that we provided mm -hmm. to the same customer and there's about seven States in the nation that are being targeted specifically because of things like that. Of course. So yeah. we have more and more people coming here for a variety of reasons. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So uh, I just, I find it so important. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because it's February and this is the time that people are looking to, you know, look at putting their houses on market. And this is the time to be evaluating people and, you know, calling, I don't know, someone like me up who actually knows what they're talking about. And we're happy to lay out a plan for you. All right. Well, you work on that plan. <laughs> we're going to pay some bills. Break yeah, away for a real quick commercial bills. break. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be back right back with more Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Thank you all for joining us this Saturday afternoon. <laughs> were you forgetting what day it was? I had to think about that for just a second. <laughs> well, no, we're on Sunday sometimes, too. I know. But uh, okay. Saturday's our main day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, we're on podcasts and all that as well. Yep. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify. Spotify. That's the one I listen just to Just ask on. Alexa. You can, you, know, you can ask Alexa. Say open house with Team Reba podcast. And voila. There you are. I need to have someone who has an Alexa show me how that works for them and see if they can drill down to specific episodes or if it just gives oh. you the latest one. Yeah, that that's a good question. You I, have one, right? I do. Can you test that at home for I us? I will. I'll, I'll try that. Okay. I'll try that. Because I go on to Spotify and there's like a, a quick summary of what the show is about. Yeah. So you yeah. can decide which ones that you want to listen to. Yeah. And you can also probably search for subject matter. And because you know, yeah. we have all kinds of things, credit, insurance, what have you, listing, you know. Uh, different I, I speakers, will. I'll, I'll find out. I'm, I'm not sure if it's all Alexa's or just my Alexa, but oh, okay. my Alexa has quite the personality. You know, I'm compared. I'm. I, there's another one on this phone here mm -hmm. that yeah. I'm constantly yelling at uh, because it never gets anything right. 
And uh, does the, it rhyme last, with eerie? Yeah, it might. Uh, <laughs> the last day of January, I set my alarm using Alexa, and it, it says "Good morning." You know, mm-hmm. it says January is Eat Prunes for Breakfast Month. I'm only telling you this today because I didn't want you eating them all month long. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake! It's Did like, I see that joke? It said that. Yeah. So, because that's like a joke going around. Kudos on that to image. kudos to everybody. Uh, well, I said that out. I saw that. Oh, like, okay. So it saw totally, yours, and I, it was. I plagiarized it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> it was gosh. brilliant. You're yeah. funny. Okay. So good. Anyway. All right. Well, now that yeah. we're on prunes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So let's you, move on. You, yes, let's move on from prunes, shall we? Because uh, that's what they're used for, is to move on. Um, you asked me during the break, you said, you know, hey, in the last segment, I was pretty generic. And I had to be, because mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of competing for this course. listing. Yeah. Right? Course. So I can't go into details. But I want to give our listeners some other examples. Yeah. Right? Because I get these questions all the time. Let's say you own a two-bedroom condo, mm-hmm. right? And people are like, oh, well, I should wait till the summer to sell. Hmm. And my question is always, well, why do you think that? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you think that the summer is the best time? Well, isn't that the busiest time? And I said, well, but do you know why? And then they'll kind of look at me. And I said, okay, so I'll run you through this. A two-bedroom condo, the avatar, and when we say avatar, for some people, if they're not used to that nomenclature, it's really about like, who are the specific types of individuals or people that we might What's target? What's the profile? What's the profile? Mm-hmm. And so in a two-bedroom, well, it's – and we always have to think about fair housing. You know, everything – you know, people can make different choices and what have you. Mm-hmm. But you can market a certain way that at least is appealing to the most likely purchaser of that property. Sure. Right? So if I'm selling a one-bedroom condo – I'm probably not throwing a bunch of toys around right. to show like this is a great place to bring a bunch of kids into because it's going to be a little tight. Of course. Yeah. Right. Now, not saying that someone couldn't or shouldn't or can't buy that and have a lot of children there, but it's it's the least likely buyer. Sure. Right. Makes sense. So one and two bedroom properties frequently sell all year round because they tend to be the most mobile kind of purchaser, mm-hmm. right? Because right. you'll have, you know, whether it's a single person or maybe it's a couple, maybe it's two people that are going to just be roommates. Maybe it's, um, you know, someone who's buying it as a rental. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different folks or someone who's downsizing from a larger house, doesn't need as many bedrooms anymore. Because sure. you have to think about what is the life cycle of how real property is purchased, Right. There's usually a kind of a first place. Smaller. Yeah. Smaller. You don't maybe have a big family yet or Mm -hmm. something like that. So oftentimes those are people who are kind of early phase or late phase, Mm -hmm. depending. Now, because we have five generations in the workforce nowadays, some of that's a little bit different. The boomers aren't necessarily downsizing way down to super tiny. Many times they're going to just maybe a single level, but still luxury. Mm -hmm. But you have to really think about who would be the perfect purchaser for this mm-hmm. and then market appropriately. And, and so, again, one, two bedrooms, all year round, not even a problem. Those people are mobile at any time of the year. Mm-hmm. But a summer purchaser is frequently 
people with kids, mm-hmm. right? Worried about the school, worried about starting, the school. Getting the right they district. want to get their kids adjusted because they've done plenty of studies that show that a kid can be set back six months if mm-hmm. you move them in mid year. Right. There, you know, so there's a lot of folks who'll be doing that, or people who just prior to getting their kids in school, mm-hmm. you know, are making those adjustments right then. Uh, but you know, some, some types of jobs that have contracts where yep. those contracts are kicking in. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like people are moving year round. And the thing is we also here in the Pacific Northwest traditionally don't run into the same seasonality in mm-hmm. terms of what happens in say like Snow New belt. York state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. go somewhere up in New York state or Boston or, you know, other places where they can get, you know, packed in by ice and snow. Mm-hmm. People aren't getting out. They're certainly not doing home inspections at that time. You know, same thing down in Florida. Some people are staying out of there during hurricane season. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends sure. on, on all of that. So for us, we actually, it, I think it's one of the reasons we also continue always having a very robust real estate economy up here because we do, have just year-round potential. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Yeah, it rolls year year and, round. And so many of the companies that we have here run on different fiscal calendars. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not all on a Monday or some Monday. A jam jan- <laughs> like you know, uh, a January through December. Sure. We have you know Amazon runs on a March to February. Mm-hmm. Boeing is a calendar year. Microsoft is a July to June. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so each of these kinds of organizations have different calendaring. So if they're moving people around, they're doing it based on their fiscal calendars mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Sure. And so again, that hits into all different kinds of timelines. Or if a company is just hiring like gangbusters, they're just bringing people in as they Anytime. can. Right. So, you know, it, it just is so key to have you really sit down and then ask that person about their marketing plan. I mean, I was very specific. I was like, we want to build videos that look like this and gave them mm-hmm. examples. We will do 3D that looks like this. And then here is how we will use them and how we will get them out into the marketplace. Here's the list of luxury agents I know around the nation and even outside of the country and who we will promote this to. And and then they said, yeah, but if it's going to be commercial you know, for this big place, I was like, I have commercial contacts, too, because there's a a designation called CCIM, Mm -hmm. which is a certified commercial investment member, which I started working on my designation for that many years ago, Mm -hmm. because you have to earn that. You not only have to do the education, but then show a body of work, just like the luxury designation Mm -hmm. that I have. I have the CLHMS, which is a certified luxury home marketing specialist. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing is if you're doing a high end home. It's not just always proof of funds that you're going to be asking for because someone could mock up one of those. Mm -hmm. But we also have access to this online wealth lookup that I can vet somebody who's going to go see this high-end property and make sure that it's not a crackpot. Because I will tell you, as a Zillow agent, there was a $12 million property in the Bridal Trails neighborhood Mm -hmm. that I got lots of different phone calls for, Mm -hmm. of which at least a good 50% were just crackpots. People mm-hmm. who just were curious and wanted to get inside of that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. It's like, yeah. it's not for yeah. looky-loos. This no. is, no. <laughs> Someone with a home like that, an estate, they're not just letting everybody in. Right. And so the vetting process is valuable not only at the high end, but as we were talking earlier, if I'm a listing agent, I'm looking for what does that pre-approval letter look like. Right. I, I use that. Well, you know, you and your team took a class uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which which is when I teach for real estate agents yeah. for their continuing education. And thank and you for that. I, I use some examples of 
of yeah. some pre-approval letters, but yeah. there's one that just cracks me up. I know. We and talk about it a lot. It, 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 but there's so much junk letters out there. Oh, yeah. And and the loan officers put this together. They're supposed to you know, help their client you know, make their, their, their strong offer yeah. and everything. And if a realtor looks at some of those letters, they're worth their salt. They're going to pick that letter apart and say, oh, yeah. it's not worth the paper it's printed Well, on. I'm going to call somebody. And, that, and to your point, like when we talk about the different levels – I will contact those, you know, lenders and say, mm -hmm. to what level have you looked at their finances? Yeah, there you and go. it makes a huge difference. We had two competing offers recently on one of our listings up in the Edmonds area. And we went with somebody else because I didn't know one who the lender was. When I called the lender, he didn't remember who his client was. <laughs> and then I found out he hadn't even looked at any of their documentation yet. Due diligence, Why? folks. Due diligence. You know, yeah, just 100%. All your ducks in a row. All right. Well, well, thank you for diligently listening there today. There you go. Hope that was worth your time. And listen to us every week, every Saturday, 2 to 3 o'clock p.m. Catch us on podcast. Thanks again, and hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.